Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Dead Talk Live. Today, we are joined by writer-director of the upcoming film, Shepard, Russell Owen. Russell, thank you for being here with us. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I saw Shepard last week. Uh, I really, really loved it. We're going to go into a deep dive in a few minutes here. I want to let our audience know that Shepard is being released Friday, May 6th uh, to theaters, and then it's coming out wide on video on demand Tuesday, May 10th. So you must be excited. The big day is almost here. I always love asking this question because I get a wide variety of responses. What's your feeling leading up to the release? Is it nervousness, anticipation, excitement? What are you feeling right now? Um, nervous because, I mean, the um, reactions are always different um, wherever you go. So I've no, it's only ever been released in the UK. Um, now it's the US and then from the US, then the rest of the world gets to see it. So um, I've no idea what people are going to think. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it's a bit nerve wracking and, and it has been a labor of love to make it. So, um, so yeah, uh, nervous, but very interesting. Uh, it's interesting as I was preparing this episode and I was getting it all scheduled. There are a lot of people that have questions out there, like the ending explained, uh, you know, your review, your opinion on this movie, because it does leave people, you don't answer, you don't hand the movie over on a silver platter. You leave it a lot up to viewer interpretation. Before we get into that, I want to start off and talk about the cinematography. First of all, the location is just absolutely stunning. Uh, was this uh, shot in Scotland? It was. Um, it was shot on the Isle of Mull, which is just off the west coast of Scotland. Um, it's one of the more remote parts of Britain, um, and particularly the west side of that island. I mean, you, you know, once you get onto the islands, if the weather's good enough and you get the ferry and get everything over there, then you've got another hour's drive um, to the other side, and wow. the roads are tiny, you can't get trucks there. So not much had been filmed there before, um, and I heard driven the length and breadth of the west coast from wales um, and england um, and up through scotland and it was the last place I, I could find before having to patch a few other places together and i turned around this corner i remember it's on the other side of mall and i saw the, the the view of what in my head would be the island um from the top of this uh, road coming around this corner and i just i slammed my brakes and went oh my god that's it and we've been traveling for five days trying to find somewhere um, and I didn't care <laughs> how difficult the location it was, or how it was hard, how hard it was to get there, or, or, or any of it. I was like, "That's that's the island. There it is." It's um, absolutely stunning, especially uh, when Tom is taking the ferry over, and you see the three mountain peaks in the background. Ah, oh, absolutely breathtaking. Now, a big part of this film is not just the location is the uh, special effects that you had to incorporate. I'm talking about the fog coming in, coming out. I'm sure the weather did not cooperate with you on the time that you wanted, and you had to bring a lot of that in in terms of special effects, but it was beautifully done. How important were those uh, effects to the location, uh, to the storytelling of this film? Yeah, I mean, especially with the fog that you mentioned then, um, it does get very foggy like that around there. And, and I grew up in um, North Wales, which is just 
further down the coast from from where that is and and the second fog comes in it does come over mountains like that draws it uh but there's no you know it's it's every bloom it typically i think the day after it did that <laughs> but, um, uh, the the, uh, the the fog we we had it we knew we were filming uh, for it to go in into special effects because the fog had to move in a certain way it had to look a little bit unnatural um and it had to um uh, reveal certain elements at certain times so there were some practical effects on the day there were some machines in the distance upwind so they were um they were allowing um uh, uh, some elements to come in but most of it was, was cgi I, I gotta ask you this uh, seeing the effects in this film and how beautifully they were done whatever your budget was i assume a big chunk of that budget went into those special effects is that an accurate statement yeah i mean we we, we managed to get a good deal but it was it, they are not cheap <laughs> <'Cause> they, <laughs> when you're doing a film like this and, and you read it and you go okay well this happens that happens you you can't um you know go cheapen it you, you've got to you know get the best effects you can and um i mean we were very lucky we had some very talented guys um working on it but it was a very limited number of shots and um and then our grade i could also do some online i mean it wasn't just things like fog we had to rub out telegraph wires yeah and, uh, uh, cars and little houses in the distance that people were built on it just to make it feel more remote and birds because there's not supposed to be any birds on the island so we had to rub birds out in the sky so it was um it it, it, was, it was a big challenge certainly from that point of view but um but yeah we spent we spent a lot of time on 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 the uh on the, on the actual cgi effects let's talk about that uh the lighthouse and the shack that tom stays in uh, is that something that you guys had to build uh, for the movie, or was it already there and it was perfect for what you wanted? I um, stupidly just thought, if I drove around the west coast of Scotland long enough, I'm going to find the ideal cottage, and it's going to be in the ideal location. It's going to be easy enough to drive to all these kit and crew. And the truth of it was, everywhere I went, um, all those kind of places are now luxury Airbnbs, yeah. uh, right to retreats and all the rest of it. So you don't get that old weathered um, 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 huts and, and all the rest of it. And the lighthouse, like I first went to Mull because it's got a beautiful lighthouse on, on one side. And that's also an Airbnb <laughs> and very nice. So in the end, um, when it came to production, we, we, we decided we, we'd have to weigh heavily on the art department and build... Um, the cottage uh, where it is and also we built the base of the lighthouse and then the rest of it was a, a seven foot model mm -hmm. we did Lord of the Rings type uh, trickery to sort of fit it into the landscape um, and all the, uh, all the interiors um, they were also uh, built uh, from the, for the cottage nice, nice and so let's talk about the characters here, okay, the main character is Tom Tom is a person who is riddled with guilt, uh, broken relationships in his life. Uh, let's talk about the guilt, the overwhelming guilt that Tom feels about his uh, wife's death, uh, Rachel, which sort of leads him to isolate, leave where he's living, go to this you know desolate island. When you were penning the script... Um, well, was there any inspiration for Tom uh, for you? How did you build this story around this main character, uh, Tom? Um, 
Well, originally, um, it, it, the story was based on a sense of isolation. So I, I um, growing up again in Wales, there was, um, uh, you get a lot of ghost stories and it's a very ancient landscape. So from medieval stories backwards to pagan stories and all the rest of it. And um, the Smalls Lighthouse story, which is the same story that Robert Eggers used for the lighthouse, um, was the first inspiration for it, two guys trapped in a lighthouse off the coast of Wales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't believe Robert Eggers was making a film when we were filming at the same time. <laughs> Mine came out a lot later because of COVID and the rest of it. And I and Kate Dickey, who's also in the film, had worked with him and she's like, oh, Robert's making a film. I was like, what? And, um, but uh, over the moon, because I really wanted to see that um, faithfully brought to life. It was his famous Welsh um, ghost story. But um, the character himself, uh, over the years, because I wrote this a long time ago, I used to take the script off the shelf and add to it um, uh, to help build the character. And, and um, one thing that really informed me, I had a friend who um, lost his life who was depressed. And he would give me a, um, a, a very good insight in how it, how, into how it felt to be depressed. Um, one was it's like a horror film, so you are in a horror film, yeah. which is what um, Eric, um, uh, played by Tom, is yeah. in this um, environment, which is like have a horror. So you, you have everything's a little bit off, the house is off, the cottage is off, the lighthouse is off, there's gas lamps, you've got the lightning, it, it, you have a traditional horror setting. Um, but also, um, he had an overwhelming sense uh, of guilt, which he couldn't quite explain. So he wasn't guilty of anything, but he had suffered from that. Um, and it, that was just a really interesting in. It's like, okay, so if I put this character in, what, I need to give him a purpose. What's he guilty of? And I had written a whole first act with him and his wife, and then she dies, um, which I removed, which only because it, it, it gave you way too much of an insight into their relationship. So by the time he got to the island, you'd have a completely different perception of yeah. it. So you gave too much information. And so, and Tom's such a great actor. For him to know that first act and then to remove it, um, when he plays it, he just adds all this intrigue. and, and um, Oh, yeah. Was it hard for you to find your Eric uh, Eric Black uh, when you know till you ultimately settled on Tom? Yeah, it was. It was. I had no idea when I'm, I usually write something. I've written tons of things. I, I used to have like you know lots of famous actors in mind, and I had one or two, but um, um, they weren't. They didn't quite fit the mold. Either um, they didn't look physically like they'd be able to go off on an island and, yeah. and on sheep, or they were. I hadn't seen them in similar roles. And the same with Tom. I hadn't seen Tom in, in, in a similar role, and, and there were some huge names getting um, put forward. It's amazing because it wasn't a big budget film, mm-hmm. um, and people very keen on doing it. If I could move the time to fit around their other films, yeah. But uh, Gemma Sykes, who's a casting director, um, the genius casting director, she kept putting Tom on top of the list and said, "This guy, you need to check him out." So okay, well. I've seen him play Prince Albert in the Victoria TV series, and I've seen him um, in a couple of other things, Ricky Gervais, um, Cemetery Junction. Yeah. Um, but not this character. What? 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 You know? What makes you think he can? He can do it? And she sent me um, an episode of Paula, which is a BBC uh, drama where he plays this psychotic guy. And I must have watched about ten minutes of one episode. And I thought, oh, well, yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah. Is he free? Can you do? Because no one was ever. Free. No one's available. Um, and he was, and I was like, oh, thank God. So, um, so the pieces was, fell into place. 
exactly yeah and um and he's such a great actor i mean you know one two takes and he immediately knows exactly what um what you need let's talk about uh glennie black and by the way i gotta say kudos to you for casting uh greta scotchy uh it was so good to see Greta back on the screen. She's an amazing actress, and it, I was just delighted to see her back on the screen. Now, Glennie plays uh, Eric's mom, uh, and it's a very, they have a, a very complicated relationship that doesn't really get explained except in dribs and drabs. She's upset at him for leaving her and her father, and you know not much is explained how did you want to portray the dynamics between eric and glennie um well funny enough that, um their relationship is based on um uh, somebody else's uh friend of mine's relationship uh-huh. with his mom that was so intense growing up i remember going around for dinner and, and they would they would have these huge arguments about and even today um uh, you know uh, obviously <laughs> together anymore but like um uh, I've, I've seen them occasionally and they have these really and I used to find it so fascinating and and, and they're very sort of um, so it's an exploration really of um, that uh, particularly with an only, being an only child um, that uh, maternal um, relationship but with a huge jealousy for, for him to go up with anybody else in yeah. life and so, so that you know, it's not that she really has anything against the way. It's the fact that she has stolen him from her, and and she she lives alone with her thoughts, and she's lost it. So, she's almost like um, what Eric could become uh, because he's lost his wife, and and but and he was jealous because he thought she was having an affair, and so yeah. on. So she's almost a reflection of his his future, um, and and again going back to casting. I mean, uh, Greta Skaki. Uh, she's a Gemma said oh what about Greta Scacchi I was like well you're not going to be able to get Greta Scacchi and then next minute oh she's read the script yeah she's on the plane she loves it well what um and and she's like because <laughs> uh, she's she still looks great and she's like can I have a wig so my hair looks rubbish and really dowdy clothes and all this kind of um so you know buried her in makeup and um and she really just fit the part oh um, yeah beautifully and, and and looked like a proper um, old British, um, weather-beaten um, farmer. She looked great. Let's talk about the whole concept of shepherding and so on. What made you decide to make that like uh, the family setting uh, for Eric and what he knows to do? Uh, it just seems very old-fashioned, very old-school. Why was that important? And ultimately became the title of the film, Shepherd. Explain to us why was that so important? Um, well, there's a lot of jokes um, in Britain about being Welsh, but we're very famous for farming sheep. Um, and right. when I took that Smalls Lighthouse story, um, I wanted to change the job because over here, um, and it's famous all around the world, but every so often a job will come up on one of these islands to be a shepherd, and there's no one on the island, and it's like the most idyllic, perfect escape, and you get like 10, 20, 100,000 applications from all over the world, America, Japan, and like absolutely crazy amounts for everybody to, to do this one job. Um, and in my mind, that that's a horror <laughs> Because if you're not in the right state of mind and you end up on an island completely alone, and, and those, it, 
it's one of the most beautiful parts of the world. It's incredible. It's it's very difficult to explain without being there. What uh, you know, it had a very spiritual um, um, essence to it. Uh, the, the west coast of Scotland and, and the islands in particular. Um, but they can also be terrifying as well because when the weather comes in off the Atlantic and it mm-hmm. comes straight across the top of Ireland and just hits it like a you know like a bomb, it's it it can be. I mean, I was in the most terrifying storm I've ever been in. Um, being, being up there, um, and this is in I think it was in February. It doesn't normally have st- um, thunder and lightning. Yeah. Um, okay, and that, at that time of year, and the lightning was so intense, it was like a tropical storm. But uh, it wasn't just that; it was hitting the ground, and the whole place was shaking, and all the power was down, and and, and the wind was so intense. It was um, it was absolutely crazy. But is that the storm that you depict in the film uh, on his first night there? Yeah, but like not, not no. I mean, that was obviously all special effects and lightning and <laughs> effects of it. Um, uh, it, it was, it wasn't. If I was filming out in that, I think all the crew would have died. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was such an intense. And we thought the the, the set was going to blow away. We had the back end of a hurricane with 120 mile an hour winds. I mean, it was because it's one of the windiest parts of Europe as well. Yeah. Um, but we're going back to the, the shepherd. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it did start from being Welsh, and that would be the natural um, job that you would do if you were out isolated somewhere in Wales, uh, you know, in the sheep everywhere. Yeah. Um, but then taking it up to Scotland, isolating it onto an island, and, and, and you know, basing it from those jobs, you always see those advertisements, you see, you see the paper with so many applications, um, and, and turning that into a horror film. Now, this film uh, depicts trauma and guilt within, you know, a person and what he's dealing with. What separates Shepard from other movies is that you did a great job in giving us a look into Eric's mind and what he is dealing with and the demons, his inner demons that he is uh, fighting. Both as the writer and director of this film, was that a challenge for you on how to accurately portray it on the screen? Yeah, I mean, for I mean, I hadn't done much before. I done a lot of commercials, very different ones. You know, commercials about whiskey or credit cards or fashion, <laughs> not really glamorous. <laughs> models and celebrities. I'd never, um, and and I'd done a zombie film, uh, which I hadn't written, and I was like, jumped straight into it three weeks. So. As as the, I always saw this as my first proper debut, my first chance to get my voice out as as a as a writer and director. And of all the films I've written, I've written quite a lot of screenplays as you do over fifteen years of waiting. And this was the first one. And the reason I wanted to make it was because I wanted to get it out of my head. Yeah, I'd had all the imagery and the visuals for it in my head since um, two thousand and five when I started writing it, and. Um, in particular the cottage and all the rest of it and when i picked it back off the shelf and i was like great i've been working on this 15 years and, and we got to storyboarding it i was sending the script down i know i recognize that all the actors particularly tom was also there's not much to bounce off you've just got the landscape and yeah. this, you know occasional phone call and, and seeing visiting people in dreams and you know and, and but other than that it's largely him and his dog and then the dog disappears um, and so how are you going to interpret that? And, and I have always been, I mean, I've always been a big lover of cinematography, sound design, 
um, and putting every penny on the screen and and the storytelling comes through so i had to be on my a game as a director the storytelling comes through his costume design the props that are in the set the set itself the color palette the um uh how the camera moves um sounds for example you know a wave crashing on the beach isn't actually a wave it's lots of bottles that are broken and then duplicated but it sounds yeah. like a wave. um to create an overall painting of, of what it is because the story it has to come across visually and then it comes down to the the decisions you make in the edit room as are we telling too much of a story are we not no. but i did have um like kate dickie's character the fisherwoman um in the boat she told a whole backstory to the island it was a brilliant creepy story it's amazing but it just gave too much information so when you got there you're expecting all sorts of different things yeah because whereas as i've got it in the film she doesn't give much away at all and you already know there's something wrong about the place so mm -hmm. you don't know what to expect and and so as, 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 a, as, a, as a challenge it was huge and it was it was um a huge one for somebody uh, in my position to take having not directed an absolute ton of stuff um, but I thought if I can put it off, um, then at least I can go, great, I've done that. And I'm, you know, I'm very proud of it. You did. You, all those elements coming together, you, working together to tell the story rather than just dialogue. You definitely pulled it off. Now, uh, a final question. Like I told you in the beginning, there are a ton of fans that want the ending explained. Now, I know because I've spoken to so many directors, uh, your answer is probably going to be, what do you think the ending means? Uh, but explain it uh, because, they're, you know, they want to hear it from the filmmaker themselves. The people that have the question, explain the ending to us. Of course, no spoilers giving away. But what would you tell them? Um, well, in a practical sense, I, I, I always knew what the ending was going to be in my head. So I knew Eric's situation and... and what I wanted the audience to do, obviously, is, is make their own minds up um, about it. But um, we had several, quite a few different scenarios. And there's only two people that know the actual uh, ending and what, you know, what actually Eric ha has happened to Eric and where he actually is. And that's myself and Tom Hughes, who plays Eric. Um, uh, Richard Stoddard, the director of photography, had a different scenario. So he followed that path. Um, my production designer, Chris Richmond, had another completely different scenario. He followed that path. Um, I mean, I have my own opinion. I have my own opinion as well, you yeah. know. <laughs> and, and, and so and what I did, I was like, okay, um, is the witchcraft? Is his wife behind this? Is he going mad? Is he dreaming? Is he dead? Is he there? And so everyone had their own scenario, and you pick them out of a hat, and I give um, Tom Hughes the, the, the actual one. So and we know that they all come together and they would all work um, through one scenario. But I think if I was to tell anything, if, if you if you went back for a second viewing, it, it's watching Tom's performance and, um, and and some of the props in and some of the storytelling, even in his flat very early on. There, there are there are very subtle answers um, in there to, yeah. to the final reality, and that and that took a lot of playing around. And, you know, there, there are some people who never get it. Maybe someone in 20 years will go, oh, you know, um, you know, I, I was like, how subtle can I be without, you know, um, being, and, I, and I watch it and I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, I, I, what I would say is, is you know, follow his performance and, and, and the elements that surround him, and, and there's all, all the clues are still there. It's very rare for me, who talks to a lot of people, filmmakers, actors, to talk to someone whose movie's about to come out, and you there, there's a real good possibility that this film might become a cult classic. You know, history will tell in 10, 20 years, you know? And it's very exciting to talk in the beginning, just before it hits the U.S., and to get it all out there. Uh, guys, I cannot recommend this movie enough. Uh, horror fans, thriller fans, drama, mystery. This is everything all combined into one picture. Like we said, Shepard is being released in theaters in the United States May 6th. It's dropping wide on video on demand uh, four days later on May 10th. Uh, highly recommend it. You're not going to regret watching this film. It's a beautiful movie, beautiful story, and it's creepy and it's scary. Uh, Russell combined all that all into one film, so please check it out. Russell, I want to thank you so much for coming on our show. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Uh, no, thank you so much for having me. And um, and if you're in New York, I'm, I'm doing a Q&A at the Cinema Village, uh, or Village Cinema, Cinema Village, um, wherever that might be. <laughs> I fly out tomorrow. That's uh, this Friday at uh, 6.45. Oh, here. that's awesome. I'm from New York, but I'm currently in D.C. But if I was up there right now, I would go. I, I mean, I go back and forth from New York a lot, but, man, I would love to go to that okay. one. Anyway, thank you to Russell. Thank you to our audience for tuning in live. Thank you for all those who are going to be watching this later on. Again, the movie is Shepherd on behalf of Russell Owen, the writer and director of the film, and myself. Stay safe. Stay walking. Bye, everybody. Thank you.